Hey listeners, want to become an official Grunthead? Well, now you can, by becoming a patron over at our Patreon. That's right. When you contribute, you'll gain access to our supplemental show, Gruntwork Nights, a podcast not about the TV show Home Improvement. It's a lot of fun, and we hope you'll join us. Just visit patreon.com slash gruntworkpod to join. And now, on with the show! Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to admit that you screwed up, Landon. Well, that's not uncommon. You know why? Why? Because it's grunt work. Oh my god, Truman. <laughs> Look at her grunt. It is so big. She looks like one of those tool guys' girlfriends. You know... Who understands those tool guys? They only grunt at her because she looks like one of those total pinup girls, okay? I mean, her grunt, it is just so big. You went all the way with that. I can't believe it's just so loud. It's like primal. I mean, gross. Look. She's just so jacked. I like big grunts, and I cannot lie, (laughs) because this is grunt work. The only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement. Who loves you for who you are and don't ever change. Oh, that, that's – oh, man. I <laughs> I really really much respect for you going through – like I will I will oftentimes only do a couple of lines of the song, but you have taken my stupid innovation and innovated upon it <laughs> in a brilliant way. And, and really, like that was just – that was so dense with, uh, uh, with grunt references. <laughs> I'm your host, uh, Landon, sitting in a drop-top soaking wet Solano, joined always by my co-host Truman in a silk suit trying not to sweat caps. <laughs> Truman, you get a double dose of hip hop this week. It's good to see you. I don't, I th- it's good to see you too. I, I don't know what to do with this much hip hop. The urban energy is just <laughs> coursing through me and, and pumping all the suburban Oregonian out of my veins. <laughs> I, it's good to see you too. Yeah. I have to say, I'm not sitting in a silk suit, and it's not far enough into the year that I'm trying not to sweat in your apartment. But <laughs> I, I think I think a little down the line that will yeah. be the case. Uh, I just felt like those lyrics were particularly uh, appropriate for this week's episode, where absolutely we do get a drop top that is soaking wet. Yes. And and Jill tries very hard not to sweat. And she's, uh, well, I guess she's, she's not knitting she's silk suits. She's wearing overalls, but yeah. Yeah, well, I was thinking what she's doing for the pageant. Oh, yeah, there's no silk suit. I don't know. I don't, look, honestly, a fourth grade uh, nativity pageant, they're not using silk in any of <laughs> that. Okay. They're, making, they're making those clothes out of gunny yes, sacks. that's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so we, we have a little bit of house cleaning to do. Uh, I have something for the preamble. Yes. Um, and we're going to go over the schedule. Which one do you want first? You want, oh. Do you want to go through the boring stuff or do you want the, the hot, spicy stuff? Let's start, start with something hot and spicy to get people hooked in. Okay. And then, and then surprise them with something boring that we've already told them is going to happen. <laughs> we have some Shanzilla news. Oh, what happened with Shanzilla? Okay. I'm looking at him behind I you know, right now. I know, I know. So, uh, I don't know. Did we mention this on last week's episode? I feel like we were going to and then completely forgot. I, I think I think it, well, it got mentioned on Twitter. But, yeah, yes, let's talk okay. About so, it I anyway. posted a, a, a picture on Twitter, but we found an abandoned uh godzilla poster and we're like that belongs in tool time that belongs in a museum <laughs> the, the, in our little tool time museum we were yeah. it was in the alley behind landon's apartment when we were walking to get a burrito i definitely sprayed it uh after you left that i have a bunch of disinfectants good good uh so since we don't have the actual figure of seanzilla this is our our uh interim replacement yes so we have this big poster of seanzilla uh, while I was asleep last night, 
it was a little warm in here. Yeah. Uh, I hate to break it to you, it, only at the beginning of March that it's already getting a little little warm. It's the geothermal energy <laughs> deposits underneath your apartment. So I had left the uh, balcony door open. Yeah. And, you know, just a little, little tiny, itty-bitty gust of wind came in and uh, happened to just push uh, <laughs> this gigantic poster because it was just leaning up against. Uh, it was just your... leaning up against the wall. It's not like officially plastered to the wall yet, and just pushed all of Tool Time Corner oh, no. to the ground. This has happened at like three in the morning, and I'm asleep in bed, and I just hear this. Oh my god! Like a transition happening <laughs> for real in my apartment. You transitioned from deep REM sleep to abject terror. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And I was on my feet, ready to fight whoever broke into my apartment. What? what? Okay, choose your weapon. What in your room did you grab? Uh, the claws actually came out of my fists. <laughs> snicked. Snicked, yeah. Um, no, I, I use my fists whenever. I don't have any weapons in my apartment. Queensbury rules. Just, <laughs> But, you know, I as far as fight or flight goes, I'm definitely a fighter. I've found that out over the last couple of years. That's that's great. In all these brawls that you've been in. I, I should let you know, guys, I, oftentimes I come over to record and Landon is all beat up like Edward Norton in Fight Club. And I just don't ask. It's that cornflower blue tie. Just sets me off, man. I was thinking, you know, I was actually thinking about that specific detail from Fight Club the other day on my way to work. I don't know why, but it's cool that you mentioned it. <laughs> so what you're saying is yeah. Sean went on the rampage in your apartment. <laughs> it's Tool it's Time true. Corner was Tokyo. And I hate to say it, luckily the 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 needlepoint didn't get damaged. I don't know how you could really damage one except by like fire. So yeah, he didn't, radioactive. He, he fire didn't. Breath. He didn't do his radioactive fire breath on it but the frame that our uh needlepoint was in given to us by uh our our famous uh og scott kiersey yeah um the frame broke glass went all over the carpet uh it was a, it was a thing this morning john mcclain had to run across it but then you know silver lining he had this wonderful revelation <laughs> in the bathroom while on the phone with the guy from not full house what was the one with Family Matters. Family Matters. Yeah, yep. yeah. Al Powell. Actually, he's also in Wolfen. Remember I told you uh, last week when yeah. um, Dick uh, O'Neill was on the episode? Yeah. Uh, he plays a mortuary um, attendant in that movie. Oh, and, wow. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why I'm going into Reginald... Re- Reginald Val Johnson's yeah. uh, <laughs> history. Welcome to Reg work. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, but while we're on the track of Sean Zilla... Yes. I want to... Okay, so... Size does matter. <laughs> I, I, John Cusack. You know that Matthew I have a, a weird fascination with the use of this thing in television and movies. Yeah. And you, you've you given me some uh, pretty apt skepticism. Like, I think it's warranted and justified. Your skepticism, I understand. There needs to—look, I'm the skull lady or Mulder. And I'll concede that, okay, maybe it's not Illuminati-level conspiracy. <laughs> You okay? That's that's good. You think that the Illuminati have better things to do than fuck with a Godzilla figurine on a '90s show? But I'm gonna say there is something to this Godzilla figure, whether it's as pedestrian as just there's a uh, 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 set dressing. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I said decorating, production design. Prop, yeah. Um. Uh. Affinity for this figure. It pops up more than any other figure in TV and films. And I, I, I'm feeling comfortable saying that. You, Maybe next to, like, the, you, the sock you, puppet. Have you watched sock all TV and films, though? I mean, really? Well, okay, so I was watching... I, I recently reestablished my HBO uh, subscription hey, because nice. Game of Thrones is coming up, and I True. wanted to catch up the old on Throne a number games. of other things. Yeah. And uh, Sopranos. I finished uh, catching up with Silicon Valley. Yeah. 
And I just happened to pause uh, the screen on a particular frame. I'm going to show this to you. You tell me what you see. Oh, Seanzilla! Well, okay. Yes, it is Seanzilla. I will also say that it looks like they're in a nerdy... Like, this looks like their game cupboard. Like, there's, like, other models and figurines on it. So it makes a little more sense for Godzilla to be there. Also, it looks like a different figurine than Seanzilla. But, yes, it is still a Godzilla figurine. My question is, what, what's what's up with this figure? I mean, like, again, it's not Illuminati-level conspiracy. Maybe it is. I, okay, good. Leaving the door open. <laughs> The Illuminati have really just, like, scaled down. It's like, yeah, we're trying to rig world events, then Trump became president, and it's like, fuck it, fuck rigging world events, let's just let's just rig <laughs> Godzilla and things. I guess all I'm saying is that the Godzilla figure to production design and, and set decoration is to the rooster and Midwest arts and crafts. Mm, okay. It is to, it is to, the, the Godzilla to production design is as live, laugh, love is to white girls in LA on, on dating sites. <laughs> Drinking Chardonnay. Yes, yep. yes. Uh, uh, things like dog parent and partner in crime. Okay. Uh, I'm st- okay, I'm starting to understand now. So it just, it holds, like, in, in the rarefied circles of production design, uh, and set dressing, the Godzilla figurine, like, there's not, like, maybe it's not even an organized thing, but it's just, like, people who are doing production design have, they hold Godzilla and Godzilla figurines in high enough esteem that he always shows up. Well, I, I don't know. I, I think I might be implying that it is an intentional thing, and it is an organized thing. You know, maybe there's not cross-talk, I don't know, between production crews, but it appears in enough to separate things that... It's there's something to it. I mean, I look. I, I I won't I won't deny it. I mean, I won't say that seems like the most plausible thing. It does seems to be showing up in enough places that yeah, maybe they like maybe they do. These are all people who got into movies because they probably saw Godzilla at an early age. Maybe yeah, yeah. that's true. I guess that 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 holds some water. Yeah. Whether it was whether it was the original fifties Godzilla or the yeah. nineteen ninety eight Godzilla with and the I Taco guess Bell promo. If, if you're looking at um, practical answers to this like if you're gonna put a figure on there you need something at least 12 inches so yeah. that it appears on the screen and godzilla can be uh, changed just enough to get out of the copyright issues or um yeah. you know you're not putting up a a you know a barbie or a uh, you know 12 inch gi joe figure which is has some kind of t- okay uh, well th- th- i think I just want some answers. Listen, if there's any kind of set dresser out there that has insight into why Godzilla is so prevalent in TV and film, I want to know. You know, my cousin is a set dresser. Uh, I will ask him. Maybe we'll have him on the show. Maybe he can, you know, if we promise him anonymity and, like, blur his voice and stuff, like on Inside Edition, maybe <laughs> he'll uh, maybe he'll give us the secrets. Okay, yeah. yeah. Those spicy secrets. We've got to get them. I'm, I'm going to Spicy secrets, the sequel to Fateful Findings by Neil Breen. <laughs> Um, okay, so that that is that is the story of how Sean Zilla destroyed your apartment. Yeah. Uh, God bless. Uh, we will recover. Never forget. Godzilla bless. We. Okay. Last bit of uh, housekeeping. This is just real, real quick. Uh, Want to talk about our midseason break, which is coming up uh, pretty soon here. Spring break. Uh, Woo! <laughs> I'm going to Tijuana. You are. Yeah. Oh well, congratulations. Well, where are you going? For spring break? Uh, I mean, I'm going to have a staycation. Probably. Oh, that, that's uh, cool. That's cool. Like Tom Hanks and the Burbs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except I'll be going through uh, the Hellraiser movies rather than living through one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if 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 the Burbs is what Hellraiser is like, I am a huge fan of Hellraiser. 
please continue. Tell us about spring break. Uh, okay, so we're going to have a few more regular episodes uh, for a few more weeks here, but then we'll be taking the month of April off, roughly. Uh, but that doesn't mean that our listeners have to suffer uh, for our vacations. In fact, you will be suffering because our podcast will continue. <laughs> We uh, have two huge bonus episodes planned for you. Just enormous, these gigantic, are our, the size of cities. <laughs> these are our official announcements about these. Yes. We have, uh, we invited Pod Therapy, who we've mentioned on the show a couple times now. Um, we invited them on to break down some of the stuff on home improvement that we've been discussing for the last uh, three and a half seasons. Yeah. Which is, you know... Uh, if you don't know Pod Therapy, Pod Therapy is a podcast uh, about therapy. Nick and Jim are two therapists uh, out in Vegas, and they have a, a therapy show that's incredibly entertaining. Uh, it's one of my favorite podcasts. And um, is, is this therapy show at? Is it at the Bellagio? Is it at the Sands? <laughs> that's uh, a good is, question. Do, I don't do, know where they're. Do they get Celine Dion on the couch and like <laughs> uh, the, the Blue Men come in and like they do they do mime stuff about what's wrong in their lives? Uh, they should. I know they're having like a little boxcar race right now. I, I, the Blue Man groups? <laughs> uh, for their Patreon sponsors. So oh. I don't know if... Um, does that... Are the Blue... I mean, do, does anyone know who the Blue Men are? They could be Patreon sponsors of Pod Therapy. I don't know. They could be They could be Patreon sponsors of our show, for all we That's know. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Pod Therapy. Therapists. Funny show. We had them on our show to do a bonus episode where we break down uh, stuff like toxic masculinity communication in marriages, uh, uh, male bonding, mm -hmm. and trying to get a professional point of view. Because you and I, I, I mean, I don't know about you. I'm not going to speak for you. Are you a therapist licensed? Uh, 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 I, what I'm, did I just say? I, oh, oh, no. I, I think are you're trying to say, am I a licensed therapist? <laughs> yeah, and I said it backwards. Yes. Uh, I'm licensed only in Guam, though. So oh, I can't, I can't okay. practice in California. Gotcha. But if any Guamanians are having problems, or mania, so to speak, uh, I can help you with that. <laughs> uh, great. Well, um, that is... Anyway, <laughs> yeah, but so I think what we're trying to say is we're not licensed therapists, we're except not. in Guam. But uh, so Nick from Pod Therapy came on our show, and I, I really love it. I, yeah. It's an episode that uh, I'm very proud of, so I'm excited to get that guy, uh, that episode in front of you guys. Also, one of our big episodes, we talked about it before, we're going to be finally covering the Santa Claus. Yes, because long that, last. Uh, in the chronology of Home Improvement, it has already premiered yeah. uh, before today's episode that we're covering, so... It's in theaters while this episode aired. Just just think just think about how exciting it must have been watching this episode. <laughs> you loved him in the Santa Claus. Now continue loving him on the show you're already watching. <laughs> so uh, get ready for that. That's going to be a, a BDE episode. Prepare yourself now. Yeah. You know, nice, you, nice and long. You'll want to like do some stretching ahead of time. Uh, put on a helmet uh, of sorts <laughs> or hatty shoulder pad hatty. Actually. Well, actually, that's probably more what you want to do. Is that you want to wear it for protection and then flip it over, and uh, pull out the nacho cheese for some sustenance while you're listening to the episode. I'm glad that you finally come around to my point of view on what Hattie is best suited for. Uh, but yeah, like shoulder pads, knee pads, stretches. Um, <laughs> wow, are those for other sauces? <laughs> yes, ba yes, basically. Well, you get like you get avocado salsa in one, yeah. you've got like spicy... Avocado salsa? Isn't that called guacamole? No, no, now, now, you'd think that, Landon, but I've been to multiple taco places in my neighborhood where they have a type of avocado salsa that is not necessarily now, guac. Now, hold on. You also said two weeks ago on our Grunt Work Nights episode that you were anti-taco. Yes, Landon, because I go to these taco places and I order a burrito. <laughs> you go there just to mock them. I, I go there and I say, listen, the entire left side of your menu is bullshit. 
Give me a burrito. <laughs> Give me a burrito with kimchi and avocado salsa. And they're like, sir, we're not a Korean fusion burrito place. There's only one of those. And I'm like, well, God damn it, guys. <laughs> okay, pushing forward. Uh, additionally, yes. if you need, um, no, if you're a Patreon sponsor. If you sponsor, need somebody, we're <laughs> I need help in this uh, intro for sure. But uh, if you're a Patreon sponsor and you're wondering what you'll get from your uh, monthly contribution, don't worry. We got you covered. We're going to be providing a handful of Gruntwork Nights episodes to cover our interim, including our – it's ready. It's, it's, it's ready for your ears. Oh, it's just – it is just there. It is. It we is we are here up. and we are listening. It's our Frasier bonus episode. It is such a big, juicy Frasier episode. And I'm a little worried because um, we have a new page, uh, Patreon sponsor this week. Yes. Um, which has pushed us even closer to the second goal, <laughs> and I'm worried we're going to hit that second goal before we even get the first goals episode out there. But uh, you know what? We're, we're 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 doing our best, guys. Yeah, here we're trying. You know, we're not we're not <laughs> really to, professionals. <laughs> Huff some helium. Yeah. Um. So we, we we got you covered. I mean, we're not going to let anything fall. We might be a little slow, but we'll we'll get you we'll get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're fine. Trust us, guys. We're doctors in Guam. <laughs> Uh, uh, and that's uh, all the housekeeping we got. Uh, it is spring, so that's why it was longer than normal. Yes, and also Shanzilla wrecked your whole house, so you had to clean up more of it than before. Precisely, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we talk about the TV show Home Improvement on this uh, podcast. That's what it says on iTunes. And we cover an episode a week. Yes. And we did that this week. It's been a week, and we watched an episode. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you happen to have a synopsis of what that episode was about? Uh, hilarious that you would ask that, because I actually do. Oh, wow. Jill is hard at work producing the fourth grade Christmas pageant, and she's getting absolutely no help from the boys who have a hockey game, or Tim who runs out the door to a party at the auto body shop. When she moves Tim's hot rod out of the garage so she can paint sets for the pageant, she forgets to put a cover on it, and as a result, the car gets filled with snow when a freak blizzard hits. Oh, snow! (laughs) You were waiting for that, weren't you? When Tim finds the damage to the car, he's furious at Jill, who refuses to apologize because Tim does this sort of thing to her all the time, and she's always understanding of it. Tim and Al work around the clock to try and restore the car before an upcoming photo shoot for a hot rod magazine, while Jill learns from Wilson that she just screwed up and needs to say sorry. When Tim and Al fall asleep on the couch, Jill finishes restoring the car to peak condition and tells Tim that she's sorry she screwed up. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, that's again, it. I, I'm so used still to hearing the meanwhile. Yeah, and uh, we haven't had that. We haven't had a meanwhile in a while. And I think that's why the last few episodes have been remarkably good, just because they they haven't been trying to split it between. And and meanwhile, the the kids go on some <laughs> stupid adventure. No one gives a shit about. Um, and guess what? What? Before we go into our game, yeah, uh, we this the synopsis was brought to us by a new Patreon sponsor. Tom Bauer. Hey, thank you, Tom. Yeah, we That's really amazing. appreciate it. And welcome uh, to to our weird little family. Yeah, he was very smart. Uh, was. And I'm, I'm not saying that, but other... not anymore. Ever since getting kicked in the head by that horse, <laughs> I'm not. Our first suggesting Patreon sponsor to leave, Tom Bauer, because we insulted his intelligence. <laughs> well, see, this is what he gets because he was very smart and burned through all of the possible puns on his name uh, on Twitter. Nice. Um, so he has a hashtag Bauer Power. Nice. Uh, it's, uh, you know, more more Bauer. Ah, yeah, um, very good. He, he went through them all. So he was smart so that he could take the content away from us and uh, claim the, the power over his own name. The power over his own name. Here is the here is the problem with me is that, like, I you know, I hear pun, you said puns on his name. And the first thing I think of, which is not a pun, is, oh, yeah, like Jack Bauer from 24. 
Not a pun. Not even slightly. <laughs> just a reference. Just, just a reference. That's how. That's how good I am at this thing that people are now paying us to do. Um, well, Tom Bauer, I feel so bad that terrorists killed your wife in the first season. Spoiler for season one of Twenty Four. But I'm glad that you're able to take time out of your extremely busy twenty four hour day fighting terrorists to listen to our. Uh, podcast yeah and sponsor our synopsis and uh, also that's a bigger one yeah, yeah this week and for the rest of the month so thank you tom every synopsis you hear is brought to you by tom bauer uh also the batteries are dying in our intro or into our our theme music uh uh machine machine yeah so the music box they are much shorter than normal oh no so <laughs> oh just, but they're so beloved <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to uh give you that info before we go into guess that title brought to you by john smith uh listeners rending their garments and ripping out their ear pods nay shortened the oh no <laughs> all these people getting their taking off their dancing shoes okay i have a few options for titles okay um snowman's land Ooh, i like that thank you it'd be better if there was a snowman in the it's episode true. yes but right but still uh still also would be a great name for a wintertime attraction where like a bunch of snowmen are i don't know just think yeah. think about it i know i'm thinking of like a a world war ii horror film where there's an evil snowman stuck in between germany and france or germany you know the, the yeah the allies the yeah uh or maybe that would be world war one it, it would be world war yeah, one yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Come on, Landon. Get your he, trench he warfare. He just absorbs facts, right? all of the bullets that are going across no man's land, and then like like shoot them back out at both sides. I, I could see this. Be, well, like it's like dead snow that Nazi zombies <laughs> in the yeah. snow. Like it's sort of a weird horror comedy that's sort of about World War II, produced by some weird Europeans. Okay, um, another option: cold rod instead of a hot, a hot rod. rod. Okay, all right. Because guess, you see, Landon, yeah. Snow is cold. Ooh. Okay. Thanks for the explanation. Being from the upper Midwest, you wouldn't know these <laughs> things. It would take someone who's seen snow like a dozen times in his life to tell you. Okay. Cold rod. Yes. Cold like rod. Uh, another one. Snow total recall. Ooh. God. You were getting... You, last week when you didn't do any of the, the I've, titles. I, I was saving up. Yeah, I was, I was right. storing them up for, like for this it. one. We're going to have to do that. It's like a little Mega Man where you power up your blaster. Uh, you didn't. You just shot out a little pellet last week, but this week it's got full blown BDE. That's the second time I used that. This. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, you're talking about me shooting out little pellets and stuff too. I, I don't know how I feel. Um, apologies are a dish best served cold. I went with this one. <laughs> okay. I didn't think it was good when I was writing it, but I also thought this sounds a lot like a title that they would actually do on the show. It's very true. The sickest of yeah. burns. Backhanded. Uh, gotcha. And lastly. <laughs> Uh, possibly the best one. I'm gonna wait for you to 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 swallow your coffee before before I say it because it will make you laugh so hard. I'm dreaming of a ham sandwich based on our favorite part of the episode, which we will explain to you presently. <laughs> uh, that is a good one, but not a spit it out my mouth. Wow, Landon, the, deep, the <laughs> deepest cut of all is knowing that I couldn't have prompted a spit take. Well, I can, I mean, you can. I, I I think that you, it's like a sneeze. Like, if you have to sneeze and someone says, bless you before you sneeze, you're not going to sneeze. So if you told is me you're going to spit out coffee uh, before I actually do it, I'm not going to do it. I mean, unless the joke is I poisoned the coffee. Oh, shit, I already swallowed it. I know. Well, I guess it's a solo show now. <laughs> hey, welcome back. I'm Mark Barron now. Hey. I um, don't know why, why I did that. Truman, the... cut that out. <laughs> Episode is actually called Some Like It Hot Rod. 
God damn it, that's really good. <laughs> that's really fucking good. That's a good title. Oh. Shit, I wish I'd thought of that. I was sitting there on the couch. I was really, ra- I racked my brain to come up with those five, and that you know, was better. Than... I, I feel like you would have uh, come up with that at some point in the future. A, a, a million are... monkeys and a million typewriters. <laughs> Or write at least twice a day. Yeah, yeah, something like that, sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll eventually produce the entire titles of every episode of Home Improvement. This episode was uh, released on December 4th, 1994. This is uh, our second to last 94 episode. We're going oh into 95 soon. Directed by Andy Cadiff. Uh Written by Neil Kramer and Ned Tiedelbaum. Ooh. Interesting only in that this is the only episode of Home Improvement they wrote. Well, that's kind of a shame, because I, I thought this episode was pretty good. I did, too. Yeah. yeah. I thought this was, you know, it doesn't get too serious at any points. There's not any um, big blow-up fight. I mean, like, uh, serious. I mean, there's a fight. That's the whole centerpiece of this thing. But yeah. it's not like, there aren't divorce steaks on the table. <laughs> no, no, no. Certainly not. And you hate it when someone cooks up a couple of divorce steaks, because those are very high in cholesterol. It's true, yeah. And uh, I don't like salt that much, so. True. Yeah. Uh, that's but, why you get a divorce. It's like you, I made these steaks. Well, I don't want them. I uh, I prefer divorce veggies personally. <laughs> this is a really funny episode. Yeah, there's no B story to it. It's all just kind of farce. Yeah, yeah. It's all just farts. <laughs> uh, honestly, actually, fewer farts in this episode than most home improvements. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do we want to? Do we want to? Um, uh, I'm trying to think of an appropriate. Do Do we want to dig beneath enemy lines with a oh, like wow. a, with a with like a, a pickaxe and a, or like a, an entrenching tool? God, to, I, well, uh, it's going to take us a long time. I hope our listeners have the time to to sit through. It, I mean, but... it's already a pretty long effing podcast <laughs> that we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go into the deep dig. The dig dug. The dig. The dug. Trench. The the Doug on Nickelodeon. I think we are digging ourselves a hole with this intro. We start on the set of Tool Time, where it is uh, a dedicated episode to stain removals. Yeah, and and true to form, uh, you've got the grunt creep there on the countertop of the of the thing. Yep, wiping it down with a rag. Apparently, it is now enforced in. I, I would assume child labor. I mean, if we are presuming that the grunt creep was born. Uh, at the start of the show, that would make it three and a half years old. Yeah, but maybe grunt creep years are like dog years, so it's actually like 21. In mm. which case, this is a good entry-level job for it to learn responsibility <laughs> and basic workplace skills. Fair. Okay, yeah, I like that. Okay, good. Then we're agreed. <laughs> but it, it wipes down the, the countertop, and then it opens up itself. Like, it opens up the like the, a few of the letters. It's very Tin Man-esque. Yeah. yeah. It, they're really going for big Tin Man aesthetic, I'd say. Yeah. And it puts the rag inside itself, and then merrily gallivants off the thing it, i mean it makes more sense for well oh, wait actually you know what i'm just thinking about is uh the tool man that they made for tim's birthday uh oh, a couple episodes yeah. ago like that had the the chest that you opened up and put stuff in i yeah. wonder if it's a like a subtle callback to something like that the the, the, the uh well actually the i think the grunt creep is in love with that thing now like it, <laughs> it, it's like it's like when they it's like when they paint a uh, stripe on the back of a black cat and then pepe Le Pew falls in love with it <laughs> I, I think the Grunt Creep uh-huh. is like that with that thing. It like curls up next to it in bed every night. <laughs> it has a wall calendar with uh, with that thing on it. <laughs> and there is a Grunt Creep version of you that's obsessed with the wall calendar. Yes, there like, is a new it. picture this week. Okay, well, do you want to get it out of the <laughs> way now or, or <laughs> I'm later? I'm just saying, we, we've had the same picture of not Heidi in a, a mask. Well, I yeah. guess she's been, it's the one where she's pumping iron yeah. for the last couple episodes. But this is a whole new image we've never seen before. Um, 
So they they finally switched months. Is all I'm saying. Huzzah! At last, the the, the calendar moves forward. <laughs> it's got a red border now. God, you really are okay. You you know you you've got these Rain Man skills. Okay, so we're talking about Definitely how thirty days. They're talking about how to remove. I res- I want to pause and acknowledge that I respect that joke, and then we have to move ahead. Please. Uh, so they're talking about how to remove manly stains. Yeah. Soot, grime, grease. Uh, and the, the manliest stain of all is graffiti on the side of the building, which they're going to remove. Yeah, but um, I there are some granular things that we have to cover okay. before we get to the outside here. Okay. Uh, a, why are they wearing vests? I think they're wearing vests because they're planning to go outside. In December in Michigan. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. Now, now here's another glaring issue is that uh, we're going to jump back and forth uh, in this episode jump a little back, bit kiss here. Jump back, myself, but, yeah. They at the end of the scene they go outside. Yeah. And it just happens to coincidentally look like sunny California. Don't no know why snow that on the be. ground. Don't know why that would happen. Yet later in the episode in the Wilson scene, there is clearly I mean, the whole episode is based around snow. But it's based around a freak blizzard happening that mm. no one expects. Okay. So uh, the right. bandwidth you put um, towards noticing the red border on that calendar kind of made you overlook a central <laughs> plot point of the episode. Fair. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll concede. Okay. Uh, the, there there are sunny days in Michigan. That's another win for me. Even in the winter, it could have. It's. It, and I think what they're trying to convey is it's a cold, sunny day because everyone is out there in their okay. coats. Yeah. Well, if it was really cold, they wouldn't be wearing vests. They'd be wearing like the big, uh, you know. Gore-Tex, uh, George Costanza notes. <laughs> it's got Gore-Tex, Jerry. <laughs> uh, okay, next point of order. Um, Tim says, we're not looking to just get out regular stains. We're talking about getting out man-sized stains. What what constitutes a man-sized... What, 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 where's the threshold between normal stain and it going to man-sized stain? What is a feminine stain versus a masculine stain? <laughs> well, Actually, feminine not, stains are let's, pink. Let's, yeah, let's not ask that question about what feminine... Like, like then we get into fluids. Um, yeah, I... Well, yeah. well, that's exactly what I thought with man-sized stain. And I'm yeah. like, but that shouldn't have any effect over the size of it. I mean, it's going to be the same for both genders. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is getting really gross. Yeah, this is, well, welcome to gross work. Uh, welcome to fluid work. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know, like a man-sized stain, it makes me think of like, I don't know, man, I think like man stains are probably like oil yeah. and grease uh, or like, uh, you know. So it's it's more, it's kind of a misnomer in that it's not about the size, it's about the consistency. So It's, it's not about the size of your stain, it's about the motion of the ocean. <laughs> It's always about the motion of the ocean at the end of the day. Interesting. So if it is what's normally, uh, as far as Tim is concerned, considered masculine items making the stain, then whether it's the size of a dime or the size of a puddle, that is a man-sized stain because it comes from a manly thing. I think, I honestly, I think that's true, yes. Okay. Because it's not just, like, simple, like, it's a stain that it... Because what they talk about not, you know, cause honestly, look, you could spill a very easy-to-remove thing over a wide surface, and it would be easy to remove. But, if, but like, a small amount of something that's very, of like, red wine or something right. difficult to remove. Red wine is a very manly thing to spill. <laughs> uh, as Frazier would agree with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Put salt on it. Well, I don't think we can sustain this riff much longer, so let's move on to the next bit, which is Tim keeps doing gotchas to Al. Yes. Uh, which are kind of annoying. But then progressively get kind of funny. Yeah. Well, it's like for, first it's like, oh yeah, Al, you got a stain on your shirt. Boop boop. I'm yeah. Look, you look, yeah. Exactly. And then and then it's like, oh god, I can't believe you got me that. That's the oldest trick in the book. And he says, no, Al, actually this is. And he taps him on his other shoulder, and <laughs> Al looks. 
Uh, and then they go to the biggest uh, goofer of all, which is Tim goes, okay, we're going to go outside and show how we're going to use the 6100 Binford power washer. Uh, and Tim has graffitied on the outside of what just happens to look like ABC Studios. It's funny how that happens. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was standing outside that just a couple months ago. Or I guess, oh, God, it was a year ago at this point. Oh, my God. Wow. And it was, it was, it was the faint ghost of some wow, graffiti which still sprayed on there? Richard Karn's birthday is coming up. Oh, my God. We should get him something. Or maybe it just passed. I don't know. We should have gotten him something. <laughs> Sounds like us. Yeah. Um, Al's a gal. Yes. He has uh, graffitied outside, which is... I was immediately like, oh, are we going here again? I mean, we kind of... We're always going to be flirting with there. Yeah. We're always going to be camping there. I guess We're going to so. be taking day trips there. That's fair. Yeah. Um, And... Yeah, take us through the rest. So that, that so, brought us outside. So Al is, Al is uh, upset about this and, you know, talks about, you know, Tim, you always do things to embarrass me. And and he's putting on this he, poncho. Yeah, he puts on this poncho, and as he, it's a really. I don't know if this happened by accident or not, but as he throws it on, the hood flips up over his head and over his eyes. As he said, "You always make me look stupid, Al or Tim, whatever." And uh, and then uh, and then Tim says, "Yeah, well, what, why do you why do you realize your fly's down?" And then Al like freaks out and turns around to to zip up his fly, but finds that in fact it is up. And Tim just goes, "You are so easy. That's three in a row." <laughs> And then Tim proceeds to use the 6100 uh, power washer, which he's added more power to, which uh, brings up a question for me. Would that increase the um, product number, the serial number? Like if, if you're at if the 6100 is based on a specific power outage, outage, power wattage, wattage, whatever. A wattage is kind of the opposite of an outage. <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be increasing that number? Yeah, I mean, probably so, but this is not this is not an official modification. Okay. This is aftermarket yeah. stuff. You're right, you're right. Uh, and of course, he uses it too much power. He actually, instead of taking the graffiti off, engraves it on the side of the building. Blasts it right into the wall. And Al says, well, well, great. Now, you know, this is up here forever now. What are we going to do? And Tim says... Forever. I mean, you're a handyman. You know how to use spackle. You know how to paint. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be out in a week. Uh, but he says, what are we going to do now? And Tim says, why don't we add for a good time call? <laughs> right, I forgot about that joke. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was a good it, joke. Yeah. Um, one thing, just to kind of look at the the story of Tool Time, uh, they have some pretty big ass uh, hangers and studios for a small little uh, theater in Michigan. Well, they do, but I mean, mind you, this isn't just for Tool Time. This is also for Cooking with Irma. Oh, that's right. Yeah, where they wheel an entire set onto the where, set, where they get the probably not the third rated uh, cable. Uh, cooking show it's probably number one yeah definitely suck it martha stewart (laughs) but that's where they get the the money for the the studios because they tool times just riding the the irma wave yeah yeah (laughs) surfing that irma wave (laughs) uh anyway we get a washer transition into the theme song and i have a question yes we while the three boys are playing the video game we see them kind of going in and out of rooms and up and downstairs and uh we get a very vague sense of the layout of the house do you think that is an actual uh representation to some degree of what the taylor house looks like uh i mean maybe i mean but they're only representing it in two dimensions right. so they can never really really access the madness of how the garage fits into it or where the backyard goes it is weird that on the the front level they go well, that's. Do you think Mark is in the garage or in the basement? I've always assumed he was in the basement, but it's on the same level as like the front door. That would have to be the garage. It'd then. have to be the garage, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Interesting. 
I bet there's a, a final boss on level three where you have to fight like an angry hot rod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or you have to or you have to and the weapon that you use is that big barrel of jet fuel that's in the basement. <laughs> Actually, I think that if you're playing as Tim, I think the end boss is that pipe that he always hits his head on on the way yes. down to the basement. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so we go from the theme song into the garage where uh, Tim is working while there's a little bit of uh, tribal drums going thum, on in thum, the background. Thum, thum, thum. Yeah, Jill is rehearsing uh, Mark and three of his friends in a rendition of The Little Drummer Boy. Ah, uh, yes. We all remember the Noel debacle of two years ago. <laughs> yeah, the Noel debacle. <laughs> right. Um, but it's, uh, it's a tr- uh, you know, she's and she's accompanying them on a drum that she's beating, but it's just yeah. like, it's like, it's like, try just like, dum, 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 it is, dum, it's like dum, the dum, most makeshift dum. metronome you could find. Yeah. And she's not really keeping good time. Well, no. I don't know. I don't want to, don't want to criticize, <laughs> uh, except that's all we do on this show. Well, you can criticize because she's going to criticize some elementary school kids in about two seconds. So <laughs> True. I think she's deserving of it. And she tells them that they're singing instead of pum 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 pum. They're singing, but dum dum dum, bum 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 bum. And she says that you're going to sound da 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 dum. Which that joke was pretty da, 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 awful. We both it it it, it gave us uh, it it gave us cancer. We both just like <laughs> we both just like were like face palming, just like oh god. Oh. We did the Riker and Picard double face palm. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. It was it was really tough. Jill, we expected better from you, and I expected better from the writers. Even though this episode on the whole is good, yeah, they doubled down on that joke throughout the episode with uh, a number of other callbacks to it. Um. I want to mention something here. Yeah, mention. So we've got Brad. We've got Randy. They've got their personalities. Yeah. They've been established. Here's something I've noticed about Mark that really, it's helped me articulate what I think I like about him. Yeah. He has the ability to be incredibly earnest and sincere about things. He's singing in this choir, and I feel like if it was Randy afterward, he would just be like, oh, ma, I'm never going to get this. The kids are going to laugh at me at school, blah, blah. Mark is like... I'm just I'm singing because I like singing and uh however it's going to sound is however it's going to sound. I just like doing it and there there's no insecurity about it. There's nothing. He's just very sincere. Yeah. Uh and that's what I I really like about Mark. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, yeah. He I mean, I think that's also sort of a a side effect of him not really having a character still. Like <laughs> kind of just like Mark's thing is just he does whatever Jill wants him to do or whatever Jill is doing. I don't know. I mean, he's committed to choir more than the boys have committed to anything else, the other boys. True. I mean, we'll see how long it holds up, though. Yeah, Randy, I don't think, is still playing football. No. I mean, Brad, okay, fair enough. He has really committed to that sax more than I thought he would. Yeah, and they both go off to a hockey game in this episode. Well, that's a whole new thing. I, but, I mean, is it, though? I mean, it seems like they probably played before. Yeah, probably. It hasn't been introduced to us before, though. True, true. Yeah. They, they've gone from... Uh, um, whatever blade warriors to actual like <laughs> they, they, hockey. They're taking a step down. Yeah. Blade warriors is way better than hockey. It's a less organized sport. Oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, the uh, so you know the the kids are well. But honestly, for everything you just said about how earnest he is about actually enjoying it, then there's a honk from outside. The the universal symbol of oh your parents are here to pick you up. Yeah. And Jill goes oh your parents are here early, and the kids all go yeah, and they they run <laughs> off. And she is she is upset that they are not more committed to learning this and getting it right. Yeah. And she's like, these kids just think Christmas is all about having fun. <laughs> um, and Tim has a good retort there that I don't fully recall. But uh, Yeah, you taught me that long ago. <laughs> uh, and so 
you know, Jill is explaining how she's got so much work to do getting ready for this fourth grade Christmas pageant. They've got to, she's got to paint all these sets and she needs the boys to help. But Brad and Randy are on their way out the door to a hockey game. They're like, oh, we can't help you. We got this hockey game. (laughs) When are you going to be done? Well, I don't know. When are you going to be done painting? Way to go, Brad. Wait, yeah, way to way to be a little asshole. I mean, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, I mean, well, I I would have I wouldn't have been so open about it. I would have just been like, "Oops, I I like I'd be after the hockey game. Like, let me see if I can kill another hour out here before I come back." Um, Meanwhile, Tim uh, is excited because he's going to have a meeting with. Hot Rod, Classic Hot Rod? Well, he's going to a Christmas party at the body shop where the guy from Classic Hot Rod magazine is okay. going to be. Yes. You're too busy looking at calendars. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I was looking at the one in the kitchen of the tailor's house. It hasn't changed. And so Jill says, Tim, can you can you move the, the hot rod out of the garage yeah. uh, so I can paint in there? And he goes, no, I can't. I'm already late for this uh, for this party. So he can't take five minutes to get in his car and move it out. I he can't drive the hot rod to the party. Yeah, and you know, spoiler alert for an opinion I have later in this episode. Um, I am kind of on Jill's side on a little bit of this. Like Tim, uh, that car, you have made it clear you don't want anyone touching that shit. And if she needs the garage and you refuse to move it, uh, you know, I kind of think this is at least half on your head here. Yeah, I really, I really think that like, yeah, Jill screwed up, but I really think it's like. Look, and we'll get deeper into this, yeah. but yeah, I think that this is Tim's first mistake here, is like, okay, well then, if you don't want to move the car yourself, because you can't bear to be ten... Also, you're going to a party. It's not like there's a rigid arrival time. It's like you're going to the movies. You can be yeah. late to a party. Well, and also, if you're going to a party at a auto garage where Classic Hot Rod Magazine is going to be there, why wouldn't you drive your hot rod? It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so, but, so anyway, he, he leaves, and so Jill just Well, he leaves by out. saying, bye-bye, bye-bye, bye. <laughs> uh, yeah, really good. Really good. Little Drummer Boy, probably the worst Christmas carol, and they are just hammering it, so they're drumming yeah. it into us so But that hard. did give us uh, the hit and sync song, Bye Bye Bye. Yes. Thank, so direct and, yeah. inspiration from this episode. So thanks for that. That's also really good. <laughs> uh, and then Mark comes back in, who says he's going to go to uh, Billy's, so he can't help her paint, and she goes, are you sure about that? And he's like, nope, I got that wrong. Yep. I'm going to stay and help you paint. So, you know, so at least one, you know, so again, Mark, being just the best little boy. Yeah. Just a good boy. You know what? I, I really, really, we need more kids like him this day and age. Yeah. Kid, you know what's wrong with kids today? They don't have Mark Taylor to look at for a role model. <laughs> with his weird bowl cut hairdo and uh, his relentless obedience to his mom. We get a paint transition to uh, a little bit later in the garage where Jill and Mark are actually uh, painting the these uh, set pieces. Yes. And uh, you know she's talking about the how big the Christmas pageant was for her when she was a kid. She yeah. memorized all her lines, and she had the audience eating out of the palm of her hand until yeah. she threw up on the three wise men. Yeah. Uh, do you think that she had to cover up the smell of that vomit with some frankincense? <laughs> the 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 smell of Al Franken, <laughs> disgraced former senator Al Franken. <laughs> <laughs> uh so they they're painting and talking about these things as yeah. as this as this story is related i don't have but did you have a comment i I'm i do have a out of gas on comments yes did you happen to see some of the the uh the panels that they're painting well yeah it's like one is like a town set up and yeah. there's like a candy cane that they're painting one has a little storefront on it for the yeah. town and it's for the town tobbler the tobbler t-o-b-l-e-r Oh no! 
<laughs> oh, did Tim make these? Maybe. Yeah, Tim did the outlining. <laughs> you know what? I wish you would have vomited on the three wise tool guys. But uh, she, uh, I, I was like, what the fuck is a toddler? And uh, I looked it up, and the only thing I could come up with um, was, did you mean cobbler? <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, it was a, Google it was. A, was like. It was a uh, uh, kind of condescending suggestion from a search engine. It says, uh, toddler uh, is a South German in origin. It's a topographic name for someone who lived near a ravine or a gorge. Uh, why, did, <laughs> why, why did Germans need to have a special word for that? Could it just be Klaus who lives out by the ravine or gorge? <laughs> Maybe, like, yeah. Why, why does it? Why do they have to have a spell? Like, how many people could that possibly apply to? <laughs> Germany, get your shit together. Be more like Finland. I don't know how many ravines and gorges there are out in Germany, but um... I, can't, I can't imagine there would be that many. I don't know. I, I you know maybe there's a huge toddler population who we have who we have pissed off with this show. Okay, so <laughs> but the, why would someone that lives near a ravine need a storefront? Well, it's probably a store that sells things relevant to that ravine life. You need bridge materials. Yes, bridge <laughs> materials, ropes and stuff in case you fall into the ravine and you right. get out. Yeah. Um. Uh. I don't know. Sandbags in case the ravine floods. Probably. I guess. Yeah. Pickaxes so you can make like a little makeshift uh, ladder out of the dirt. Yeah. A lot of Minecraft <laughs> things really. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's weird. That's yeah, weird. weird. Town toddler. Uh, but to, uh, in order to paint in this garage, they have moved, uh, Jill has moved the, the hot rod outside. Yeah. Uh, and cue the boys to come home from hockey practice to tell her that, oh, you know what? While you were painting, we got a freak snowstorm outside. A freak blizzard. Oh, well, you it know, just... I was trying to reiterate what you said. I just timmed your Wilson. <laughs> That is that is a term we need to start using. Um, yeah, but yes, a freak blizzard. Blizzards just uh, blizzards just falling out of the sky. Freaks falling out of the sky. Whatever yeah. you want, one of us. I don't know. Uh, and she and and the, you know she's like, oh, I have a blizzard, whatever. And then they say, yeah, did you cover the hot rod when you moved it out? And she gets a, just an epic Emmy worthy oh shit face. <laughs> yep. They and, she opens the garage door. And we get a opening credits style pan across all of their faces, contorting with awe and wonder <laughs> at the sight that they've seen. Yeah. And uh, land on Randy, who says, Well, now it's covered. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a snow transition to I'm assuming like five minutes later, which is still inside the garage. Uh now look. The production design on this show is impeccable. It's yes. so good. I have a huge compliment for them later in this episode. Uh, as far as this car goes. Yeah. It doesn't go very far because it's full of snow. It's. <laughs> ha -cha -cha -cha. Once it's back in the garage, uh, it looks like the snow had fallen on it in the garage. Like, why? How did she get it in the garage if there's still that much snow? In the driver's seat. That's a good question. She, like, presumably, like, maybe she put it in neutral and pushed it back in, but then yeah. they would have at least cleared the snow around the gear shift. Why wouldn't you, knowing that you have to bring it back into the garage, not clear off the majority of the snow outside? <laughs> a very good question. A good question indeed. I, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but honestly, I didn't think about that until you brought it up. Like, I didn't, I didn't even consider that for... I bring the hot takes, man. <laughs> Well, you should have brought some of those hot takes closer to the car so you could have melted that snow. <laughs> Fair. Right, hot yeah. rod takes. Um, 
Yeah, they, uh, I don't know, like, for me, it was just TV magic. Just like, oh, the car's inside, now let's solve this problem. Yeah. Um, and, and she's, like, looking at the car, and she says, how could I have done something so stupid? <laughs> and Brad really gets a great dunk on her here, saying, uh, well, they say when two people have been married long enough, they start acting like each other. <laughs> but I think one of Brad's funniest all-time jokes, yeah. and the whole, the audience goes crazy laughing, and Jill just looks at him <laughs> and says, not helping, Brad. <laughs> so... They, she starts like frantically delegating tasks like, okay, you know, it's, it's snow. We'll just dry the snow out and it'll be fine. We'll just get it all done before Tim notices and it'll, it'll be totally okay. And so it's like, Brad, Randy, get, get these buckets and start scooping. Mark, go to the door and keep watch for Tim. And Mark goes, peeks out the door and says, uh, dad's coming. And she says, oh, Mark, don't joke around about that. And he says, no, dad's actually coming. <laughs> and she rushes out into the kitchen, uh, to, to stop Tim, to stall him. Yeah. And, uh, we get a pretty quintessential someone doesn't know how to actually stall somebody. This, I'm this, just saying her, her stalling skills are weak sauce. It, it's great. And I have to say, I love this. Like, what, what, the reason that I think this episode is great mm-hmm. is because it's, it's a rare example where Jill has totally fucked something yeah. up and destroyed something important to Tim and is flailing and trying to cover for it, which is just, it's, an, it's a twist on something we haven't seen before. Yeah, and I do like that they constantly tie it back to the dropping the the beam on her car because yeah. it is an interesting um, echo or, or parallel to that. Yeah, and she and also when she's trying to stall Tim, like we've seen Tim trying to cover for you know stall Jill from seeing the thing that he's ruined or whatever. Yeah. And it's it's one thing to watch a dumb person try to stall a smart person. <laughs> right. It's another thing to watch a smart person badly trying to stall a dumb person. Now, I'm not going to um, just blatantly promote our Frasier bonus episode of our Patreon show, but it is very Frasier-esque. It is absolutely Frasier-esque. It's a lot funnier, yeah, to watch the intelligent people try to... Not that Tim Ale, Tim whatever, isn't intelligent, but... Uh, the people who should know better getting into these situations tend to, it, there's just more folly. It's more, there's, they have more it's, shame. it's a bigger fall from grace. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like, absolutely. of course, Tim is going to fuck up. That's what he does. Yeah. And I guess we get some joy out of watching him try to cover up from time to time. But this is like, it's a, it's a bigger juxtaposition and thus funnier. Like watching Tim try and cover up when he's fucked up is like watching a dog try to cover up that it shat on the floor. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> the dog kind of knows that it did the wrong thing, but also it's a dog. You sort of expect it. Like, yeah, Jill, right. this is this is uncharacteristic. But so she goes. And at, this is how you stall. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jill could take a uh, note from us here. Yes, we are, we are we are stretching things out. Hey, Jill, we we take a podcast that could be twenty minutes long. We make it an hour and a half. Let me tell you about the calendar in the background of the kitchen. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Let's go. Let's go. I'm just kidding. No, it hasn't changed. So. <laughs> because you were still watching it so jill comes out is like oh tim oh so glad to see you hi how was the party and tim goes oh it was great it was like the best day of my life i talked to the guy from hot rod magazine and she's like oh my god that's amazing the guy from hot rod magazine tell me all about it and he says uh, yeah i was telling him all about my hot rod and how how you know i've restored it and how perfect it is like it hasn't even been out in the rain and jill goes uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> and he, he wants to come out tomorrow and do a photo shoot with it it's gonna be so great and and jill is 
you know, watching Jill hearing this and freaking out more and more, and Tim saying, oh, I gotta go out and do, I, so I just gotta go out and tune up the hot rod a little bit more to get ready for tomorrow. And Jill like throws herself between him and the door. It's like, no, 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 wait, wait, we have to tell me, tell me more about this, tell me more about this guy. And just, he's like, well, well, what do you want to know? And she's like, what are his favorite books and movies? <laughs> Where did he come from? And uh, he did say that he was born in Jersey and is now in Michigan. Yeah, which is only interesting to me because uh that is uh what one of our uh listeners recently said to us that they were born in jersey and now is in michigan so oh wow really go mason real... you now have a connection to the show a uh, real real chunk of fan service right there <laughs> is mason the editor of classic hot rod magazine i seems almost certain who how they're the only person in history to move from new jersey to michigan <laughs> um well, New Jersey has a lot of car culture too. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Now let's talk more about this subject. Uh, but so, so Tim is Tim is smelling a rat. Well, he's not smelling a rat. That was a few episodes ago. Yeah. But he's like, <laughs> T- Tim is like, oh, I don't know what's wrong with you. Have you been hitting the eggnog a little too hard? And then she's like, Well, no, no, no. What What are your favorite books and movies? And he's like, Why does that matter? And she's like, Well, I feel like we're drifting apart, and we need to talk about it right now. <laughs> it's you know, in these situations, I, I'm, I'm always like. I'm torn between, like, who's the bigger idiot here? The person who is so blatantly trying to stall or the person who doesn't quite understand that they're being stalled upon? Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, I feel like if someone was acting that way to me, I would surmise pretty quickly that you're stalling me. There's something on the other side of that door I shouldn't see. I really want to see it now. Why is it always, are you drunk? Yeah, I've never seen a drunk person be so coherent in trying to stop somebody else from doing something. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the sort of drunk where I'm super articulate and, and I'm just saying crazy things. Like if more than anything, it's like, are you, are you in like diabetic shock right now? (laughs) Uh, And also like, this is... I think proves just how panicked Jill is that the the one thing that is sure to keep Tim stalled, the one thing that she uses as I wouldn't say a weapon, but uses very often uh, to end these episodes to do anything is to just have sex with him. I, when she went out there, <laughs> I was thinking like, okay, she's going to have sex with Tim. That's going to work. That's going to buy them. But okay, but also though, as we know, that will buy them two or three minutes at least. <laughs> True, but he might get so tired that he has to take a nap afterward. Fair, fair. Um, yeah, I, I know, Jill. I mean, it's really shame. You you could have stalled them a lot better. And also, you knew all the boys are going to be in the garage, so there's no chance of them walking in on you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, eventually, Tim pushes past her and walks into the garage and sees the car. He does, and clearly gets extremely mad about it. He ain't happy about it. <laughs> he is very angry uh, at Jill for what she's done. Mm-hmm. And... And Jill is, you know, he's like, how could you do this? How you took it out? You didn't, did you did do this? And the, the boys are just like, see you later. <laughs> yeah, see you later. He's like, did, you know, how did this happen? And, and like, Randy's like, I'm going to let you answer that one, Mom. Good luck. And they all leave. <laughs> did it, did, did it, do? And they all kind of shuffle out the door. Yeah, yeah. And Exit stage right. <laughs> our parents are going to get a divorce. <laughs> and so Tim is really laying into her for this. And how could you be so stupid? How could you do a thing like this? And Jill makes a couple of good points and says, like, well, you know, it's really, you know, you didn't move the, if you'd moved the hot rod yeah. out, you would have remembered to cover it. I've been so busy trying to do studying for school and paint these things. And My parents coming to town. Parents, yeah. I mean, and, just, and uh, yeah. I think she's making a good point. Like, she's got, she's taking on 
all of these household tasks yeah. that Tim and the rest of them aren't helping her with. Not even to mention making dinner and cleaning yeah. the house and, you know, all the other stuff that I'm certain Tim doesn't do. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that Tim is wrong to be mad about this. I'm not right. saying Jill didn't screw up. But in the context of I'm running this whole house and going to school and raising the kids and you have a well-documented – and you were going to a party today. Right. Uh, like – you know, yeah. In my my humble, uninformed opinion, uh, what Jill has to be, um, what she has to apologize for, is the stalling for not just saying, "Hey, something happened. I need to talk to you about it." I, you know, in my opinion, Jill Jill has to apologize for moving the car. She has to say, "Like Tim, I'm sorry. I screwed up. I forgot to cover the car." And at the same time, though, it's on, like, Tim's, like, and yeah, Tim has a right to be angry, but also, like, to stay angry and not look at it like, okay, you know, she, but to not hear her out, like, I had a lot of shit on my plate. Because Tim does, every time Tim does a stupid thing and breaks her shit, it's not because Tim is super busy and scatterbrained because he was doing other responsible stuff. It's because Tim was being dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, but I I don't think Jill has... (sighs) I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of torn here. I don't think she has to apologize for it being. I don't. Okay, let me rephrase. I don't think Tim has the right to be mad at Jill for the car. Uh, I think he could be mad about the situation. Yeah. I think he could be mad, you know, about what he has to do and the circumstances about the the editor. Like that's stuff to be frustrated about. Yeah. But you know, as I said at the beginning of the episode, he has made it so clear he doesn't want anyone touching his shit that he doesn't. Trust anybody with this sort of thing. So if he's not going to do it and it's left to her, then, you know, that isn't entirely on her head. Yeah. She doesn't have the experience needed to to go through the routine of, okay, if I move the car out here, I have to put the cover on it and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, tensions are high and blame is getting pushed all over the place. And yeah. I just think uh, – Everybody chill the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> look, I, you know, I, I think that it's only natural to expect Tim to be angry yeah. about this. And I think that it's only, and I think that, and I think that it's all, like part of, part of a marriage, part of a relationship is, is acknowledging responsibilities. I think it's only fair for Joel to say, I'm sorry, I screwed fair. up, yes. but in the greater context of, I didn't like, this is why it happened. I didn't do this because I was, I had hubris or I was like trying to give it more power. Yeah. It's not because you didn't, it's not, it's not like I, like how many times has Jill explicitly told Tim, don't do this thing because you'll screw it up. Yeah. Tim does the thing and screws it. Like, like Tim said, move the car out yourself. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, like, I I think that, yeah, I don't know. I think that, yeah, she could have said sorry, but it's still, he needed to be way more understanding of this. Yeah, I completely agree. And I don't want to belabor this point. I just, I'm of the personal philosophy that, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to apologize and and apologize for whatever, but it needs to be, I want to apologize for the thing that I need to apologize for. I'm not just going to apologize for the whole situation. Exactly. Because that sets a bad precedent. Like, I'm not going to assume all responsibility for the car being left outside when you have established these rules. So this is partly on your head i will apologize for the thing that needs to be apologized for yeah i i yeah i i agree with that and but so they have this fight about it and jill makes a lot of the same points like you know they they work their way through and she's eventually standing by the door and you know yells at him like tim is incredulous like wait you're trying to blame me 
because you ruined my car. And and Jill says, well, you tried to... He says, did I try to blame you when I dropped the beam on your car? And she says, yes. And Tim <laughs> says, remember how lame that was? And, but, so Jill winds up eventually making the point that, that like, you know, you, you always do shit like this to me. You always just, like, every single thing that's of value to me, you find a way to destroy. Yeah. And I always find the compassion to forgive you for it. And you, and, and now the one time that I do it to you, you won't show that to me. And she slams the door and runs out. And Unfortunately, the, audience, the tools don't fall. I know. I was really waiting to see if the tools fell. <laughs> that would, that would be the cue if it was going to be a serious fight or not. It's true, yeah. She slams the door. The whole audience goes like, whoa. <laughs> and then Tim stands there and goes, "That was just me." Oh, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> Julie, Julie. And Tim just goes, "Oh, you're good. You're good." And he opens the door and yells, "Door, you screwed up, and I'm the one who gets yelled at. You're really good." Which was also funny. It was, also funny. Uh, it was funny. Yeah. Uh, and we cut to. We, I think we get another snow transition to the garage where Al has shown up to help Tim fix the hot rod. And this brings us to. Carn Corner by Henry Mancini. Brought to us by uh, Tara Lee brings up uh, this Carn Corner. Thanks, Tara. And um, this week, we, so we asked uh, a question of Richard Carn, and he hasn't uh, had the opportunity to get back to us yet. You know what? I don't, what I don't even a, need that what a huge jerk! What a guy who has never been nice to us before in history. I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, I think you just... I, I shouldn't have led with that. You could just cut that part out. Um, so this week for Karn Corner, uh, I dug into the archives. Oh. I, I was looking the, the for... The Karn archives at the Richard Karn Presidential Library? <laughs> yep. Uh, it would be at the Gerald Ford Library, actually. I've exhausted the IMDb trivia about him. Uh, the Wikipedia might have a few gems left. But I went to YouTube. Yeah, to find some Richard Karn trivia, and I found, <laughs> I found a, I found a gem. Yeah, uh, he <laughs> did a uh, a quick stint, um, a la Billy Mays for promoting uh, some items. Oh, I've seen, I've seen one of those videos in a hardware store. This is for a grooming kit. Oh yes, <laughs> which feels appropriate uh, coming off of our beard question. Yes, um, this is for something called the Wall Grooming Kit, and he did a full-on commercial for it. All in all, it's just another brick in the wall grooming kit. <laughs> so I'm gonna play this for you, um, and uh, we will discuss it. Hold on, that's not gonna work. You gotta use the right tool for the job. Like a wall home haircutting kit. Only wall gives you a pro quality clipper with precision blades, snap-on cutting guides, and everything you need for fast, easy, money-saving haircuts at home. More ice, anyone? Wall home haircutting, the right tool for the job. <laughs> oh, my God, that, that, I said earlier that Jill's joke gave me cancer, oh, that cured my cancer and gave me a bigger dick. Um, that is the best thing. That is, that is, uh, I mean, I, we should probably tweet out the link to that so oh, people yes. can watch we, it. I will definitely be sharing it. I, I mean, it's the most 90s thing, just like, <laughs> that won't fix it. But this will. Pull up the product. There's nothing funnier to me than kids getting hit in the face with things. <laughs> you really hate children. <laughs> and I, I cannot keep my shit together watching that kid get pelted with ice cubes I'm still from not the refrigerator. I'm still 100% sure how ice cubes tie into... <laughs> 
the the, <laughs> the grooming kit yeah like i was it would be one thing if it was like oh to fix your refrigerator with but yeah but no it's like well she's it seems like a weird place to give a kid a haircut too she's giving a haircut in front of the refrigerator in the kitchen like let's talk about some hygiene and it's it's also a weird place for uh, a weird time for a kid to just want a glass full of ice <laughs> That's like uh, you know when you're the old west and they're gonna take a bullet out of you. You have to like bite down on some leather. This is like oh my god, I hate getting haircut so much. I need to chew on some ice to get my stress out of the system. Well, there's nothing kids like more than uh, ice cold water during a haircut. <laughs> wow, that's I mean that's really uh, he really is tapping into that Billy Mays energy. Uh, that, that <laughs> and it's BME, yeah, because there's the beer. I mean, they 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 look a little bit alike. Yeah, I could see that. I could see him being Billy Mays's body double. Yeah, uh, or like maybe after Billy Mays died, they just they do a Dave and they just have uh, Richard Carn <laughs> be the new Billy Mays. I mean, I would be much more apt to buy OxyClean if uh, it was Richard Carn <laughs> promoting it. Richard Carn not... here for OxyClean. He's <laughs> even doing the Billy Mays delivery where he's kind of but yelling not as the whole obnoxiously. Time. That's no. what I like. I mean, he's got that like nice. Uh, professional soft-edged uh, Richard Carnness. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that. I love that commercial. I also love that we get some of that classic Richard Carn like circus-style physical comedie where he is... They're, they're shooting more ice cubes out. He's got a cup, and he catches three ice cubes in the cup like yeah. he's Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Oh, my God. It's... Uh... He can't fool us much longer. We know he has superpowers. Yes. <laughs> we are going to provide physical evidence of this. Uh, and maybe after we establish he has superpowers, Funko will finally decide to put out a pop figure of him. Uh, specifically, a Funko pop figurine of him in this infomercial. <laughs> Just with a glass of ice cubes in his a hand. A glass of ice cubes in one hand <laughs> and the wall uh, personal grooming kit oh, in the other. Oh, my God. So that's been an amazing Karn Corner for this week. Thank Possibly you, Sarah. the best one. <laughs> Um, but Al has uh, uh, shown up to help Tim uh, fix the hot rod, dry out all the gauges and stuff that have fog in them, and yeah, uh, etc., etc., so on and so forth. And and you know, so this is a, a coworker of yours who is constantly subject to your abuse, who comes over in his free time to help you clean up your car so that you can have your car be in a hot rod magazine article about you, and. Uh, <laughs> Tim is treating him like shit. He is just totally being an asshole to him this entire time as they're trying to sop stuff up out of the floorboards, as they're trying to clean things off. He's working like a slave driver. Al, you know, Al is saying things like, I, you know, you told me there were going to be sandwiches. Yes. And, and Tim basically just, I don't know, makes some crude remark to him that, that like, if I was have look, hmm. if... If something in my life was fucked up and I needed you to come over and help me fix it, yeah. the very least I would do is have food for you. I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it does seem, well, yeah, there there gets a point at which, I was going to say, it seems a little rude of Al to mention it, you know, but there is a point where you've been, he does say, I've been working for 14 hours without food. Uh, at that point, yeah, there's a, there's a tipping point where yes. it's like, can we go get some food? Can we eat something here? Yeah. Um. Because, you know, you come over to record once a week, and I never offer you anything but water. Well, that's true, but it's it's really good water. And we usually do get a burrito. It's double filtered. It is double. Ooh, really? Double yeah. filtered. I put it into my Brita pitcher, yeah. and then I pour that, uh, the filtered water from that, into my other Brita with the spigot on it. And how often do you change those filters? I keep up on it. Oh, okay, yeah, good for you. You're, say... you're the only person who does. <laughs> Every four to six months. Okay, very yeah, good. Very maybe good. not as as soon as I should, but 
Um, well, I don't know how many bad things could be getting filtered through there. Anyway, um, so but they're they're working. Tim is yeah. grousing. He's talking about how he's under a lot of pressure to get this done because yeah. it's so important to him. And Al says, "Well, you know, you haven't even said please." Yeah. And Tim says, "Please shut up and get back to work." And I was like, "That is not cool, dude." Like it's <laughs> thank you, thank you, Stuart Wellington. What up, dudes? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not a. It's definitely not cool. It definitely pissed me off. At the same time, I at least see the reason for Like, this isn't just Tim being an asshole to be an asshole. Like, yeah. he's under emotional duress. It doesn't make it okay to treat your friend. Like like Marcel Proust says, the way that you behave towards people around you when you're at your worst, or when things are worst in your life, says a lot more about you than the way you act when things are at your best. Yes. Um, you know, so now I guess I'm like Jill with her psychology highfalutin talk. Yeah, it's true. But um, I was going to let you call yourself out on that one. No, thank you. Thank you. Uh, that, that's good. It's a cell phone. Uh, not a cell phone, a self phone. Um, but yeah, so he's, but at least I understand, like, it's not okay, but there, it's not just him doing it because he likes to do it at yeah, least. Yeah, right. Uh, and then Jill comes in. He, uh, she does. And she is trying to um, find a way to relate this to psychology and saying, you know, it's not my fault because this is actually a problem with my mother that I yeah. have unresolved. So the first thing she says, she comes in and she says, oh, you've been working for a while. Do you want me to make you a bunch of sandwiches? And, and Al, <laughs> yeah, QL. Yeah. Al goes, oh, actually that'd be great. And Tim says, no, just slow us down if we're eating. And yeah. And then she tries to put the whole thing off on her mom and how it's like, uh, you know, it's, just something about how her mom makes it hard yeah. for yeah she goes into a whole freudian psychoanalysis of this and uh al relates to the stuff she's saying about uh her mother and uh relating it to his relationship with his mother and realize this is the first time in a while we've actually heard al talk about his mom i know now that he, well he's got a woman in his life now who isn't his mom so he's been uh, been distracted from her i guess yeah that's true yeah. uh but every point that she makes uh al's like yeah you know what i really feel that with i think he does it two or three times in the scene where he's like i really understand what you're saying you know with my mom uh there's this strain on the related this give and take blah 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 um and it just further made me realize I want to I want to see the the show where Al and Jill are married. Yeah, it, and they discuss psychological uh, analysis of their relationships with other people in their life. The thing is that would that would just wouldn't be a good show because they would have no conflict. It would just I, I disagree. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's a different type of show. It's not a three camera primetime ABC sitcom from the nineties. It's uh, it's more of like a. You could make it into like a, I don't know, maybe like a Curb Your Enthusiasm, or like the comeback with uh, Louis, uh, Louis, Louis, Louis C.K. Yep. Louis C.K., that's he, he, not problematic at all. Yeah, he did, a, he did <laughs> well, you know, coming, certainly. Uh, okay. <laughs> we, we get uh, just a pretty typical um, transition out of the scene, unless you had anything else. No. Where uh, elements from the next scene kind of slide together. Yeah. Uh, and we go to our Jilson scene. I, I really I really like that we're getting more of these and that and that true to form Jill has like way more to say in them because of yes. uh, her psychology training but yeah she walks out into the snowy backyard I want to take a second to credit the fake snow they used it looked Dude, yes this is the realistic the production thing that I wanted to to say sorry yeah. I didn't mean to step on your no toes. no 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 Please I just want to give your compliment okay the fake snow looks really good I'll tell you why why does the fake snow look really good because the snow on the ground is great. The key to selling it is how expertly they have placed it on the top of the fence. Mm -hmm. It looks like real snow because it's, it, you know... Uh, it's on top of the fence it's posts. on top of the fence posts, yeah. Exactly. I guess it doesn't need more explanation than that. But it's, it's still cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it you know, Being someone who... Uh, I didn't have a fence 
but I had a snow. I had a, I had a, I had snow. a, I had a back porch. Yeah. Authentic. That, that yeah. <laughs> have seen snow can confirm. Uh, so she goes out there and, uh, uh, Wilson is bringing her a space heater that yeah. she can that, take over to Tim and she starts asking, um, Wilson, like, you know, do you think, you know, do you think I, I did this because I was subconsciously trying to get back at him for dropping the beam on my car or like, maybe this is like the way that I deal with the power dynamics of me yeah. being paired up against a strong masculine personality. I had to like de- demasculate him by attacking the thing he values most, his car. Or yeah, like... because Freud says there are no accidents. Yeah. Which interesting because she was uh, on the opposite side of Freud a few episodes ago. True. Well, yeah, but I mean, she's grasping at straws at this point. <laughs> also, yeah, that's right. Freud said there are no accidents and Wilson goes, I guess he never watched Tool Time then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... And this whole scene playing out, there's really no advice being given. She's just kind of, uh, to pull out a term you used a long time ago, a whirling dervish of thoughts and opinions here. Uh, And Wilson's just trying to, like, rein her in a little bit. And she gets to the point of, like, well, you're right. I do constantly displace blame, and I I have a hard time admitting that. He he says at one point, like... You know, Jill, you're you're uh, going back to school for psychology has given you a wealth of psychological knowledge, and that <laughs> plus an active imagination are making you kind of cuckoo. <laughs> Wilson again pulling out the jokes. I uh, he's he's got uh, some comedic chops this season. Yeah, and he's got I comedic like chops. He's got dramatic to- chops. He's got That's eel chops. Uh, <laughs> Probably raccoon chops. Uh, mutton chops, for all we know. I mean, we yeah. can't really see most of his face. And I would believe that he has some karate chops, too. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's taking lessons with that guy who uh, <laughs> who, who was on Tool Time briefly. Uh, but Jill really does feel like a first-year uh, psychology student here. Because yeah. the way she's talking, she's just throwing out all of this like newfound... Like, have you ever... Okay, I had a friend a while ago that got into philosophy at an older age than some people do. And when people get into philosophy, all they want to do is talk these existential themes. And there is nothing more mind numbingly annoying than someone who doesn't want to talk about philosophy when someone is like reading Descartes for the first time. Yeah. Uh, And that's what Jill is here. Yeah. She's putting Descartes before the horse, I'd say not even a relevant joke, but that's all I can say about Descartes. Oh my God. I'm going to lock you up for that one. Ah, ah, I see that. Uh, yeah, everyone should, no, everyone should just major in either film or journalism so they can start <laughs> podcasts. Uh, yeah, it, it's she's definitely she's definitely got the first year psychology student vibes, but at the same time, it's just so refreshing compared to like yes, to see to see someone sparring with Wilson who can actually uh, keep up with him and, re- tell, and remember yeah. what he says. Right. Yeah. Um, but she she says that she's uh, you know. Well, actually, I find it kind of interesting that she is quick to admit to her own faults. Yes. Uh, and that's kind of how she leaves the scene. We get a, a tree branch transition uh, back to the kitchen where Al is uh, sneaking a sandwich. <laughs> this is this is so great. Like, Al is – this is one of the funniest scenes in the episode where Al is, like, very discreetly making a sandwich by the refrigerator. And Tim is yelling from the garage like, Al! Al, where are you? It's taking you so long. Like, you just need to get a glass of water. <laughs> I'm just really thirsty, Tim. And he's, like, <laughs> putting mustard on there, and he's, like, eating it. And then Tim comes in. And at this point, like, Tim comes in and says, Al. And Al's, like, blocking the center of his body yeah. and holding up the glass of water for Tim mm-hmm, to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And But I just love that then it suddenly becomes, like, 
I love how in this scene, Tim has become so maniacal that he that he actively doesn't want Al to eat. It's not just about we don't have yeah. time. Now it's like, you're eating right now? No, stop it. Like, so he's... Yeah, and I, like, I, I don't like that uh, people have to hide things from Tim because why give him that power, you know? More power. Um, but they're so funny at it. Al yeah. is just expert at it because he's kind of like... Trying to use his body to block the sandwich around the whole kitchen. Yeah, like, like Tim is following him around like, what are you doing, Al? What are you do- You're eating something, aren't you? Yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, and so they uh, – uh, Tim well, acquiesces and like goes, you know, let's just take that sandwich cut in half. We'll both take five. Yeah, like – yeah. He, I, 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 honestly, I liked, I liked this moment with Tim because, yes, Tim has been – Tim has been being a real asshole. Yeah. But he, you know – Al finally says, like, well, I've been working for 14 hours. You know, like, I, I had an early lunch, and I tend to get a little bit testy if I haven't eaten in 14 hours. And it's like Tim, hearing that, finally realizes I've kind of gone overboard on this. And he says, okay, how about, the, like, the sandwich is lying on the counter. And Tim, like, takes the, or Tim takes the sandwich from him, takes a knife, says, how about this? Cuts the sandwich in half. We split it. We both take five. Yeah. And they both... They retired to the couch. Yeah. In the living room. And Tim eats the sandwich, and he says, wow, this is really good. What do you call it? And Al says, ham and cheese. <laughs> and he says, the secret is I add a little bit of dill to the mustard. And Tim goes, you live a wild life. <laughs> uh, and while they're on the couch, um, Al opens up a little bit about his mother. And uh, I, I can't remember exactly what she said because I got so distracted by him saying, you know, she does have a pretty tart tongue. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a... It's a weird way of putting it. I think I know what he meant. At the what did he mean? I don't even know if I know like, what he a meant. A tart tongue means that she like will say like snarky remarks, like okay. like how you can have a silver tongue if you speak really well. Having a tart tongue is that you are mm-hmm. um, you're acerbic. What do you call my tongue that trips over words all the time? <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's, that's called a, that's called a clumsy tongue. A clumsy that's, tongue? Uh, no, that's not a, uh, no, that's a swollen tongue. <laughs> a swole tongue. A swole tongue. Um, <laughs> anyway, as he's kind of opening up to Tim, Tim has fallen asleep with the sandwich in his hand, and it's just a brilliant close-up. <laughs> this rack focus from the sandwich to Al watching his sandwich back to the sandwich. And I wonder, uh, spoiler alert for the outtakes of this episode, but there is a, a goof up where Al is trying to take the sandwich out of Tim's hand in kind of a, a wide, medium-wide and Tim keeps cracking up, and I'm wondering if it is a out of necessity. They couldn't keep Tim laughing, so they had to push in for a close-up to cut his face out, and it became even funnier, you know, kind of finding a, a creative moment through their limitations. Maybe, or maybe that was just the master shot they Could were be. getting. I, yeah. Whatever, there was a lot of coverage. It's a three-camera. Um, but, so yeah, Al reaches over, very <laughs> delicately removes the sandwich, takes a bite, puts it back. Then he reaches, grabs it again, takes another bite, puts it back. Uh, there was a little detail in here I wanted to point out. Yeah. Did you happen to see uh, Al had his feet up on the coffee table? No. He is wearing Binford boots. Oh, my God. <laughs> they make everything. They make everything. Oh, God. It was, probably, it was probably Binford mayonnaise and Binford dill on that sandwich. <laughs> or is it just the grunt creep? With a bunch of, like, Binford stickers going around tagging everything. That makes more sense, honestly. That's a little scarier considering he he popped up in uh, Randy's bedroom and put it on one of the toy trains while he was sleeping. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Maybe, may, hopefully, hopefully the boys weren't in the room at the time. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, but they both fall asleep on the couch and we cut to the next scene where it's morning. Yes. Um, they, they've slept through the night. Tim and Al uh, wake with a jolt on the yeah. couch. And I love... 
it's it takes a particular skill set as an actor to wake up to play waking up authentically. Yeah, you know, because if you're not actually asleep, you can tell that there's not that sort of grogginess in your head. Yeah. Richard Carn plays waking up that kind of confused. What? <laughs> where am I? Uh, you know, hair tussled around and like yeah. not knowing what environment you're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He plays it so well. And yeah, yeah. No, they they both they they spring up, and Tim's like, "Oh God, the guy's coming in 15 minutes. What are we gonna do?" And Al Al stumbling away says, "I gotta go." And Tim says, "No, no, no, stay." And then Al's running outside, like, "No, I gotta go." <laughs> like he has to pee. And Tim goes, "We have a bathroom inside, you know." And and then Al runs back in. I'm. It was funny. I'm also confused by it, though. Like, what does that say about Al's day-to-day life, that he's just going to run outside and pee yep. w- probably where Wilson can see him? I had a theory about this. Yes. Because uh, I, I wrote the same note. I'm like, that that's weird. Yeah. Um, my The only thing I could point to is that Al lives in an apartment, and Tim lives in a house. So I'm wondering, and Al is making a cabin out in the woods. Mm. I'm wondering if it's really Al's ultimate desire in life to have a house so that he could just walk outside to pee. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would make sense. I mean, also like the fishing cabin and stuff. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. He, his thing. he prefers the outhouse. Maybe he thought the gazebo uh, was just like, oh, this is this is the uh, the full house version of a uh, outhouse. So Tim, uh, so Jill has screwed up Tim's car and has to, and Jill has to fix that. And then, and then just as that is getting resolved, then Al goes out and pees all over the gazebo, and then he has to resolve that. It's just a constant yeah. chain. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, Tim uh, goes out uh, into the garage and finds that it's dry. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. It's completely perfect again. Yeah. And Jill pops up from behind the uh, the car with a pair of hair dryers and yeah, explains... Holding them up John Woo style in each I, hand. I was packing heat. <laughs> uh, and explains that she A couple doves flying <laughs> out from beneath her arms. In slow motion, she dives to the side. <laughs> um, and yeah, she admits that this was uh, all her fault and that she's sorry. And uh, she wanted to do this to show Tim she was sorry. Yeah. I don't know how she had time to do this in addition to all the other things she was supposed to be doing. Uh, yeah, I know, and I, this is also, you know, kind of going back to my point where she goes, when she apologizes, I feel like she's apologizing for more than she needs to. Yes. But, you know, I, I, I can't speak from being inside of a relationship or marriage, uh, that, you know, maybe it is just easier to end the argument rather than going to the nuance of what you're apologizing for. I, I mean, at some point you can get really into the weeds, but at some point both people have to move on, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um... I'm just going. We were covered a bunch of my notes here. So, uh, washing machine is still a thing. I don't know. Oh yeah, they, where he set it up with the special stuff. Yeah, just thought that was kind of a nice, the, nice touch. The one thing he's given more power that actually worked. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, and then uh, they get in the car, and uh, he goes, "You know, deep down, you must be a car babe." Yeah. And they kiss a bunch. A long time. <laughs> yes, and then she falls asleep. Yeah. I was like, until she it was revealed that she had fallen asleep. I'm like, this is like a little too too hot for prime time. I feel especially uncomfortable watching this. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she says he says deep down you must be a car car girl, a car babe, and she says yeah, really, really, really deep. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's not much else. I mean, Tim seems to have accepted the apology. He's happy that uh, the car is dry and ready to go for the the photo shoot. And uh, in fact, in the next scene, which happens in the dining area. the kids are singing uh, – Mark and his friends are singing again. 
Um, Tim interrupts, and Jill is thankful for it now, yeah. all of a sudden. Well, because um, she needs an aspirin. I think she doesn't like the kids singing. She did at the beginning. She really wanted to pound it in their heads that you got to get pa-rum-pa-pum-pum rather than ba-ba-ba-bum-bum. Uh, well, you know, after the events of the past 24 hours, I think she's, uh, you know, she's it, it's changed her. She's a changed woman. She doesn't like children singing anymore. In fact, she <laughs> loves children getting hit in the face with things. <laughs> and I can relate to her all the more now. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and Tim, yeah, they're gonna do, you know, they want to do a photo shoot, uh, and put the, the car on the front cover of the magazine mm-hmm. with a girl in a string bikini on the hood, and Tim says, I want you to be that girl. I suggested that it would be, you be that woman. Yeah. And Jill's like, well, there's not enough string in the world. Yep. Outtakes! Uh, Al flubs his lines in the garage. More like Al takes. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I don't even have a funny play on words. That was just awful. Well, okay. Uh, I, you know, okay. See, see how much you like the next batch of titles I try and do for you. Okay, yeah. I, I realize this is all cyclical. Um, <laughs> the only note I have here. So we get, you know, we've noticed the like the bloops between. Yeah. Bloop. Yeah. This was a. A sandwich. Yeah, yeah. At first, I thought sandwich. It, I, at first, I thought it was a half-eaten um, leg of ham. Yeah. Uh, but it turned out to be a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, what I want to point out here, though, is that there's this music playing underneath. I don't know if you picked up on it. Um, it's just like weird interstitial music that just it sounds like a, a copyright-free music from like a 1980s comedic police investigation like a uh john belushi style or james belushi style 80s cop comedy yeah uh i don't know why it's just it's really awful music huh i didn't really notice that i can't offer you much there but yeah i'm sure it was bad i'm sure it was royalty free (laughs) um and that's our episode do you have anything else you want to go over that we didn't uh short of the number of grunts in this episode well i was just getting to that oh well okay then no i don't have anything else to go over going too quick god dang it truman (laughs) then that brings us to our our final segments which is um this one is the grunt count brought to you by john Voorhees. Thank you, John. This week's grunt count was three, and they oh. all came in the uh, tool time segment at the beginning when Tim talks about man stains. Ah, ha, ha. Now, okay, so it was a cluster. It was a, yeah. one of his iconic uh, grunt clusters. Yes, his now famous grunt clusters. <laughs> also um, gives you all the n- nutrients you need uh, at the beginning of your day. Yeah, yeah. It's part of a balanced breakfast, uh, <laughs> complete with, uh, you know, which you balance out with, I guess, the monkey noises. Oh, 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 oh. And the uh, and probably a lot of belching and scratching. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna transition this uh, grunt count into. <laughs> <laughs> you just picture for yourself what that transition looked like. I don't need to. I lived it in the middle of the night last night. <laughs> true. True. Um, we're gonna transition this into. That was supposed to be the, the grunt creep running around. <laughs> That's more like what it sounds like. That was supposed to be tweets. Like a little tweet noise. Um, tweet. It wasn't. It turned out, but... It's tweet time is what you're saying. It's tweet time. Brought to you by Kiersey Jeffries. Oh. And the reason I'm I'm transitioning it is because uh, the question we asked our uh, listeners this week is um, the age-old question of how would you spell ah, yes. one of Tim's grunts? Yes, help us out here, tweeters. <laughs> tweeters. Uh, and so a few of them mentioned the, the kind of... 
uh, iconic clusters that they have. So yeah. here, I'm not going to go verbatim with every tweet, but I, I'll just give the answer of how they would spell it. So let's uh, start with um, uh, a new guy. His name's Tim K., uh, old buddy of mine from back in Michigan. Mm, cool. Um, cool with a capital K. Cool with a capital K. He spells it A U G H exclamation point. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. No, you just did a question. This oh. is oh oh. So that would be uh, one of his like uh, indignant one, or like hey, no no stop stop what you're doing. Wait, oh, oh. it's the grunt equivalent of well beep beep back the blank train up. Yeah, yeah. Or trolley. Truck. Yeah, it's always a truck. Truck or trolley? It's all. It's almost always a truck. Because a truck. It okay. A fuck. Yeah. <laughs> is that your? Uh, that, your... That's my mnemonic device. And yeah. Also, that's the, that's the source of the humor. Back the truck up. So okay, so Tim says with an A, and I'm gonna say a couple other people, uh, Infinite Hoovian and John Voorhees, who we've mentioned on the show before. They also uh, go with the A. You're spelling it the A U G H route. Yeah, uh, they have the very variations of it. One of uh, John uses uh, hyphens between them. Um, Infinite Hoovian smashes them all together into just a long word. Sometimes they're like that. And I I mention it because I'm of the camp that it's. A-U-G-H, or some variation of that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Tom Bauer, our new patron. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Jack Bauer. He dug into the archives. He did some work for us. He found a Tim Allen tweet. Ooh. And uh, Tim, so uh, Tom says, he spells it R-R-R. The letters are yeah. three times. The letter R, R. three times. R, R, R. Oh. And so... R, R, R. Mike, <laughs> R, yeah, R, 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 yeah, that makes sense. And uh, so Tim Allen's tweet was, audience still loves me doing the tool time grunt, so hashtag R, R, R. Um, now, <laughs> this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I, I'm now wondering, like, uh, you know, if you were to spell out the letter W, you would put the full word of double yeah. in there, and then however you want to spell U. Yeah. So I'm thinking... He's saying R R R, and it would be he he's using the letter to spell the whole word. Well, I think it's a, a kind it's of backwards a, thing. It's a time saver. <laughs> it's got a lot going on. Okay, all right. You can't be typing out the entire grunt. Well, fan theory world jumped on this. Oh, they've got a theory. Said, uh, has Tim just been pronouncing the letter R in weird ways this whole time? Were his ancestors pirates? <laughs> oh, <laughs> most likely. Actually, Arr. pirates love to break things, and Grog gave them more power. <laughs> Uh, and the, I'm trying to make sure we cover everyone here. We have two stray ones, one from, uh, Mason Whitlark, uh, which he spells it H-E-Y-G-H. Well, which is more the, the, the question. Grunt. These yeah. are all good. Yeah. These all fit different types of grunts. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's kind of a, 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 a nice, uh, phonetic way of doing these, it. These are all helping huh? these are all helping my grunting in a yeah. big way like to picture uh, it in my head. And then huh? the last one um is Tara Lee who brings up another one of the clusters saying it's uh H O U H. So ho 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 and then she goes <laughs> so it's ho ho so H O U H yeah then H U H ha ha ho so ho ho ha ho 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 ha or is it like ho 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 ho? Oh, maybe that's what she's doing. Yeah, ho 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 
Who? That's H O O. That's the one. <laughs> this is what our podcast is this evolved is into. Just us grunting. <laughs> like truly, <laughs> truly the worst content. There is no worse content on the internet than this. <laughs> well, thank you guys for your tweets in and, this week's tweet time. And also, we're sorry, you guys, that you listen to this. <laughs> uh, we really appreciate it. Um, Truman, do you have anything else you want to go over in this episode? I have nothing else. Then let's go into our outro, sponsored by Tom Bauer. Deet, 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 deet. Oh, that's we a, don't need to do a theme song for a, our <laughs> outro. It's, it's, getting, it's getting wild now. Uh, if you enjoyed today's show and you want to help us create even better content, consider becoming an official Grunthead or neighbor on our Patreon. Yeah, when you become an official Grunthead, you get access to all kinds of amazing things. Like what? Well, well I'll tell you what. Okay. Uh, you get access to our supplemental podcast, Grunt Work Nights, a podcast uh-huh. about everything but the TV series Home Improvement. Actually, i got to stop you there. I've been realizing that we have been saying it wrong. What is it? It's, it's spelled Grunt Work Nights, but it's pronounced Grunt Work Nights. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, well, let's do another take. I'll just edit that one out. <laughs> okay, great. You get access to our supplemental <laughs> podcast, Grunt Work Nights, yeah, there a you podcast go. about everything but the TV series Home Improvement. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm Will Arnett. This is my snow face. <laughs> um, Ew. <laughs> uh, so if you like uh, if you like this show and you want nothing but tangents, yeah, <laughs> you might like our our supplemental tangents podcast. on tangents on tangents. Uh, and you get some other features like you can sponsor a segment on this show. Uh, we, we're going to start creating more segments because we're running out. Make of, the show uh, longer. <laughs> sponsors uh and if you want to get any of that stuff you can find it over at our patreon account which is patreon.com slash gruntworkpod yes uh if you want to help others find this show you can consider leaving us a rating review on itunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and when you do that truman tell them what they get they get the phone number to call if you want to hang out with al the gal oh well i want that number alternately half a sandwich I am kind of hungry right now, so I'll take that as okay, well. Okay, bo- both both Perfect. good options. Yeah, you, uh, you should you should share our show on iTunes. If you uh, please stop by, if you please stop by, is what I said. If you please, <laughs> if you please stop by, if you please, comma stop by our our. our I, well, I don't know the rest of what you're going to say. Social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, where you can find us at Gruntwork Pod, uh, and you can find information on today's show. On our podcast show. Uh, here. Is it Wilford Brimley now? <laughs> well, well, let me tell you about well, diabetes. Marianne, I'll tell you about the podcast. Zuzu's podcast. Went to Jimmy Stewart really quickly there. Zuzu has a podcast all about the uh, flower that she got as the prize for uh, the school. Uh, you can find information on today's episode on our website, which is www.grantworkpodcast.com. You brought back the www. A bunch of people from the 90s wrote to me and were like, we don't know. <laughs> well, we typed it into our browser and we just got a, an error page. So, sorry, man. Uh, well, if they did that, I set up a redirect, so it should have taken them back to our homepage. But uh, while you're there, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter, which is a great way to be uh, notified whenever a new episode is released, as well as get some great uh, exclusive content like... Uh, uh, the Grunt Count Hint. Yes. For, oh, the Grunt Count for Hint. three. I like that. I like threes because it allows me to dip into uh, uh, trilogy territory. This number is a crowd. Ooh. I might use that. Okay, well, good. I just gave you a hint of what the hint is going to be. <laughs> but they've already listened to the hint because they got the newsletter before they listened to this episode. Okay, okay. okay. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> uh, I guess that's it. Until next week when we cover another episode of Home Improvement, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And this episode is da-dun-da-dun-dun. Oh, God. You gave me cancer again.